Yep. Really really? And then you hit him with the okie doke. <laughs> you hit him with the okie doke. He was like, legally, you're totally cool. He was like, but he's like, I'm Muslim, man. He's like, I don't really know if I want to let this happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bruh, I just, the spirit of boldness just come up on me. I'm like, homie, I was like, every knee will bow, bro. Every Woo! time I confess Jesus is Lord, dog, like you're going to have to let me do it. I begin to sing, there's power in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. over him. Mm-hmm. And his whole demeanor changed. Mm-hmm. And he went from like hollering at me to sitting on the bench and just weeping. Is worship emotional manipulation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hear that a lot. And I heard something said about that a long time ago, which is... Bruce Lawn. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a fantastic guest for you guys someone has been uh heating up the internet doing some really cool things that i think can be uh inspiration and a guideline for those of us who are followers of jesus and some of the unnecessary false dichotomies that we kind of come across with ministry versus social media versus evangelism versus running something that can be lucrative without any further ado we have my man, Ryan Horton. What's up, my brother? He's so low energy. I like <laughs> it, man. I like it. Bro, thank you so much for coming, man. Dude, I'm excited to be here. It really is a privilege and an honor, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, you're in town for a worship night yeah. that you uh, got booked to do out here sure. in Southern California. Yeah. And uh, you brought the gentleman who plays the piano, the keys with you. Michael, yes. he's off camera right now, but kudos to the stuff you guys have been doing. My guy. Where are you from? Man, we're from Central Florida, so I'm in a little city called Lakeland, Florida. Mm-hmm. Sits right in between Tampa and Orlando, about a 30-minute drive either way. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm familiar with, yeah, with, yeah. with, with both Tampa and Orlando. I didn't know there was anything between those two cities. Yeah, yeah. We, okay. we say it's the best part of Florida. Respect, man. <laughs> That's dope. Okay, well, I want to get into more of your story and, <clears throat> and how... Um, we got here, but yeah. I got to show the people what it is that you do for folks who don't know. So this is your Instagram. Uh, you guys go follow him because it's really fly. Like the stuff you're doing is really fly. And what it, and, and I'll play one clip. Um, hopefully this don't get us demonetized or nothing, but I just want to play one clip to just, this is my favorite clip of yours. Oh gosh, Instagram's acting weird on the desktop. Okay, here we go. Really, oh, I really, 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 so you usually do covers, but this is like a spontaneous street performance. Yeah. In Mardi Gras? Mardi Gras, dog. Yep. <laughs> and then you hit it with the okie doke. You hit it with the okie doke. And they start saying it with you. Jesus loves you, homie. Come on. Jesus loves you, dog. We gotta get we gotta get crazy because people get funny out here, dog. Yo. <laughs> and so there's pictures of you praying for people. Uh, a lot of this is you doing covers, so we're not gonna play any of the covers because the video will get instantly yeah. demonetized. Yeah. Um, but here's what I love about this, man, is that oftentimes as Christians, mm-hmm. we have these unnecessary false dichotomies. You can't love Jesus reach people for Jesus, impact people on social media, 
and extend and impact your own career as a worship leader, get booked for shows, create a living for yourself. And you're demonstrating that these are unnecessary, like in real time, that these are unnecessary false dichotomies that people have of, oh, I can't, I can't evangelize yeah. and make it interesting where it explodes on social media. And I can actually go and 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 make a living for myself doing these sorts of things. Yeah. Like you're you're demonstrating that in real time. And I and I think I think there's something here in all of it. Like I think there's a model here that I think um people are only seeing the tip of the iceberg, mm. you know, and I and I think it's it's going to really potentially go beyond obviously just the church. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you came yeah, up yeah. on my explorer page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what what is this? And then I just clicked yeah. on. I was like, yo, the music is fire. But it took me a while for it to all click. Like, oh, this is evangelism. Right. That's worship that serves the body online and mm -hmm. also serves as an inspirational blueprint for other people. Like wow. it's like the best yeah, of yeah. both worlds. I'm mm. not sure if you're even considering all this as you're making it, but I I love everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, man, it's what I've been telling people. So I was on the track to kind of do the stereotypical worship thing mm -hmm. for the last probably, I don't know, really hardcore for the last two, three years. And define what you mean by stereotypical so, yeah, worship. So, so what I mean by that, and, and I'm so sorry, I'm not trying to throw any shade on anybody, but just the, the typical blueprint or map to sort of quote-unquote make it mm -hmm. in the Christian industry music space. Yes. So you, you know, do the worship nights, you record the nights in the warehouse or wherever you're at, mm -hmm. and you do the original music, and then you start going to shop at the people in the industry right. and try to get them to buy into it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we're funding everything, my wife and I, and, you know, was even attempting to do the collective thing, you mm -hmm. know, we're bringing three or four other worship leaders in and kind of making space there. And so I was doing that pretty hard okay. for the last, uh, like I say, two, three years. Yeah. The point is, is that I, I was on that fast track to doing that thing, and it was cool. I feel like I had this moment, though, to where um, you know, I was doing what I was doing and then asking God to come bless it. Mm. I think for me, what I'm doing now on the streets um, has really been a thing to where I've stepped into God's idea, Come on. and I really didn't even realize it. That's so so I wasn't thinking about monetization, uh -huh. wasn't thinking about blowing up, yep. wasn't thinking about any of that, mm -hmm. uh, was just thinking, man, this is a cool idea that I feel like you're putting in my heart. Mm -hmm. Again, some of that was inspired by, okay, I've done these worship nights for years inside the local church, and I've seen God do some really special stuff inside mm -hmm. of these worship nights where people are getting healed and mm -hmm. bona fide stuff happening, right? Mm -hmm. But it always left me still with this tension in my heart to say, man, but I want to go into an uncommon place where Jesus isn't fully accepted. Mm -hmm. And I just want to experiment and see what happens in those spaces. Yeah. And so really that is what led me on the quest to kind of stepping outside the four walls. Wow. That's that's amazing, man. And even what you described as the typical worship path is still relatively modern. Sure. That's still that's still edgy within the last 5 years like yeah. doing the collectives and this is you know some of the stuff obviously Maverick City has done some of the stuff that you're seeing happen with the cross pollination between the elevation right. worship Bethel music Ma Maverick City combining all this. That's a still relatively modern sure. approach to um building an audience. Sure. How far did you get in that process before you decided to pivot to this process? So 
I think, I mean, I was, I was deep in as far as creating the, the content, so to speak, or okay. the music, right? Okay. I had recorded probably 30 songs in a year Wow! with this collective. I mean, we were aggressive. Li- like live yeah. at shows? Okay. We'd call these worship nights, mm-hmm. and we'd have two, 300 people come out mm-hmm. to these worship nights, and we'd, you know, try to record 10 to 15 songs per time. Did that probably three times that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was deep in, um, but then when we started going to knock on doors in the in the music space, because, you know, at the end of the day, we had couple thousand followers and that's mm-hmm. cool yeah. but my heart is okay we want to uh we want to maximize the people that we can get in front of mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so how can we do that so i'm starting to knock on doors and, and you know got this dreamer inside of me and um anyways these guys are basically telling me hey your music's amazing it sounds great and honestly it's it's competitive with everything else out there as far as the quality in which you're doing it. Mm -hmm. But uh, we can't help you. You don't have any Steam Online, so to speak, was the big thing, right? Steam Online, Steam Online. And so what I started really realizing is I think there's people in the Christian space, uh, Christian music space, that can, can really help people go from zero to on top of the mountain mm-hmm. as far as a career standpoint. Sure. I think they're very few and far between. Okay. Um, and I think that ultimately, um, it, you know, either the Lord's raising you up or he's not. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like, again, we stumbled upon what he's into, what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a long way to say. We had probably been pioneering that way for at least two years. Okay. And was there ever a thought to take that and put that on social media? We were. You were we putting were it on social media, and it just yeah, wasn't yeah. cutting through. It wasn't doing much wow. because I feel like it was oversaturated already. There's so many uh, doing that. Bro. Interesting. So many doing that. So not only do you got to be good to pull it off live, mm-hmm. you also then have to have the resources to capture it, chop it, Correct. edit it for social. But then it also needs to be disruptive enough Correct. to stand out. Correct. Interesting. Okay, so how do you go from you're doing these worship nights and then this format and you testing this out? Like, what was the, hey, let's try to go out into the city and do this live? Like, what what was that? What was that moment and how, and what was the first one like? Yeah, so um, it was. It was a bit intimidating, honestly. I bet, man. Uh, because the street street yeah, performing is intimidating. Yeah, yeah. Street preaching is intimidating. Yeah. It's all because intimidating. Because it's like, bro, like you know, we've been in environments where when we say Jesus, we know it's going to be accepted. Yep. You know, and everybody, I'd say ninety percent of the room is going to get with it. You mm-hmm. know, but um, so it was extremely intimidating. We went to Ebor City was our first run. Ebor is the equivalent of like the Las Vegas Strip mm-hmm. for Tampa. Okay. And so gotcha. we were in Ebor City, uh-huh. set up. It was just club row. You know, you look down the whole street, and it's just bars and clubs everywhere. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit told me to set up in front of this club line. There was uh-huh. probably 500 people waiting to get into this club. Okay. And uh, just started lifting up the name of Jesus. And honestly, bro, uh, you know, I wish I could say it was a picture-perfect moment, but it wasn't. <laughs> uh, dudes came out, started coming behind the camera, mocking mm-hmm. me and doing all this kind of stuff, and just doing what, like, drunk folks that don't have sure. a clue what's going on sure, do, sure, you sure. know? Yeah. And so 
something welled up on the inside of me to say, man, if they're going to go in for where they're at in life and what they believe, then so am I. Come on. And so it really was a dope moment, I think more so from my heart than anything. Yeah. Because it was one of those definitive moments that say, okay, I'm here now, mm -hmm. and I'm not shying from the moment. I'm not backing away from the moment, but I'm going to lean all the way into this thing. And so um, the first time that I did it definitely was, like I say, it was nerve-wracking, but it produced courage on the inside of me. Yeah. And I feel like courage and boldness, that's what people say a lot of times in the comments. Oh, mm -hmm. man, you're so bold. You're so courageous. Mm -hmm. And I just say to that, courage and boldness is a muscle. Mm. And the more we use it, uh, the stronger we get in that area. And so that was a defining moment for me. Like that was the first time I kind of lifted the 10 pound dumbbell, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. And then the next city we went into, there's a little bit more boldness to step into other things. And so, yeah. So as far as actually leading me to that place, it really was this tension in my heart to say, man, we're doing these worship nights and I love what God's doing and the the Christian space, the Christendom space, but I, I really feel like I want to test the waters to see what if we went into Ebor, we set up shop, people that are around have no clue who he is, what would happen? That's and so, so yeah, it was really just mainly a, a quest of curiosity. Now, you said something that's so profound. You said boldness and courage is a muscle. Yeah. And I, we always use that that muscle as a word to describe creativity as well. Mm. So because people think like, I'm just going to sit and then it, the inspiration is just going to hit, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's, it's, it's a muscle and it's something that you have to refine and it yeah. takes time and you have to build systems to keep writing songs and publishing songs, so on and so forth, or videos or whatever. But then... I've never thought about boldness and courage as a muscle. I've never thought about like, and then just extend that yeah. to the to its logical conclusion of saying, oh, and by the way, in order to reach more people, like you have to be willing to be bold and courageous. Yeah. And over time, it gets easier. Yeah, you know. So tell me about from I'm, I'm just going to geek out for a yeah. second, but yeah. from a technical standpoint, what you guys did that first time because you have on headphones because you <laughs> yeah. need to hear yourself yeah. and. Um, Obviously, uh, Michael, your keyboard player, your your, your piano mm -hmm. player. What are you guys running, and, and and how are you getting the clean audio? And then, yeah. um, who's on the camera? Are they shooting it vertically? Like, can you walk me through some of the tech? Because now I'm just this is just no, for me. Good, the audience probably don't care about this. So I actually don't know a ton of that. Okay, like, I'm the most irresponsible person when it comes to. The Do you know what the, the DAW you're running? I know and that, kind that of stuff? we're running um, Logic. Okay. You know, on the on the. The recording aspect, mm -hmm. as far as the gear that we're actually using, mm -hmm. I have no clue what that gear is. Okay. <laughs> All you know is Logic. Yeah. I know that we're running Logic. I okay. know that my video guy is typically shooting vertical. Okay. You know, and so... That's really all I know. Are you guys using any type of auto tune on your vocal? Yeah, like yeah, we a do. Bit? We do come back in. So I think it. Well, oh, oh, after yeah, the yeah. fact, not live. Yeah, so not live. We'll come back in. I sit down with an editor. Okay. Uh, one of my guys back in Lakeland. His name's Bryce, and he's the one that's ordered all the gear. He's the one that's really strategized mm -hmm. on how we got to get clean audio out there live. Mm -hmm at the event and then he and I'll come back and see we'll we'll just go, you know, with these songs for five, six, seven minutes and then he and I'll sit down and edit them down into one minute thirty clips. Gotcha. You know. And so 
live you're not hearing auto tune. Your right, voice is yeah, raw. Yeah, yeah, it's just going. Interesting. In. Have you ever yeah, thought yeah. about using auto tune with their hearing, or is it just too complicated? Yeah, for the I think. Yeah, I think it would get too messy. Too messy. I think Got you. Get too t painish. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But the little bit of auto tune that you use sounds fly. Yeah, yeah, I think he does a great job. And so, it. and so you, you, how many people are out there with you? How like with is the crew? Some... So it's just small right now. It's okay. just me, Michael, and the video guy. Okay, so yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, it is small. And then Michael guy. is running the uh, the Logic right. rig. Yep. yep, got it. And then you're using MIDI sounds. I'm guessing just yeah, just MIDI stuff. Yeah, that I, I I see that, and I'm like, man, this is fast because it takes a bit of ingenuity and, and, right. and tech savviness to pull this yeah, yeah. off yeah. And, and, and make it dope. And then have you guys experimented with putting some of the longer videos on YouTube? We're just getting into that. Okay. Like we haven't done that at all yet. I've just started a YouTube account and just started putting shorts up like yep. last week. Go. <laughs> because I'm sure if you if you feed it shorts, it'll probably redirect people to the longer videos as well. Yeah. Which which could be interesting. And then I, my brain goes to uh, and this might be crazy, but my brain goes to what if you did this live? Yeah. What if you were out live streaming? Oh yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, that would be dope. And too. then you're streaming to YouTube, and then you're taking the content and scaling. Because I would want to watch that. I would want to yeah, be like, that's actually dope. what? Yo, these fools are at the L.A. <laughs> you know, night and sunset yeah, strip, yeah. or they're yeah. in Vegas, or yeah. they're here. What is what's going? What's going to happen yeah, right yeah. now? You know, yeah. I think that could be interesting. Now. <laughs> Tell me how you go from doing it locally yeah. to saying, now we're going to go take this and travel. Yeah. So um, when we started doing it locally, we would we kind of volleyed back and forth from Tampa to Orlando, the, okay. the club scene, yep. right? Yep. And it just started having a ton of grace on it. Like a ton of supernatural stuff started happening where people, they're just in this broken state. They walk by and they they're super curious to what's going on. And so I just kept praying, and I felt like the Lord was saying, man, there's something on this. And so then I felt like he put New York City in my heart. Mm. So we just took a leap of faith, said, man, we're going to book tickets to New York and see what happens. And I didn't know their permitting process up there or anything. Okay. And so even that in and of itself was like literally miraculous, uh, just what the Lord did, bro. Like we went to Times Square yeah. the first time we were down there. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, bro, you can't do anything down here. Like, this is Times Square. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I didn't have a clue that I need permits, da-da-da. I'm so sorry. And, and the, But the dude turned back around to cop and was like, bro, I know this is crazy. I feel like I'm supposed to give you 30 minutes. Just do whatever you Come want to do. Come on. So we're sitting in Times Let's Square. Go. We're doing stuff, right? Well, the next night, I'd already been promoting online. Hey, we're going to do like this small little worship night in yeah. Times Square. 20, uh -huh. 30 people were trying to get and so so we're about to finish up our 30-minute window that the cop gave us. Mm. We're wrapping up. Another cop comes up to me, and he's like, hey, bro. He was like, is this you? Mm -hmm. He showed me Instagram. He's like, I literally just started following your stuff like three it's days favor, ago. man. Yeah, he starts crying. I'm like, bro, the Lord sent you. Like, I'm trying to do this worship night, the bar night in Times Square. Yeah. I started promoting it. He's like, I got you. So anyways, he called a dude, hooked it up. Yeah. And so just stuff like that, wow. one thing after the other. We yeah. were just in the New York Times. Uh, we were in the uh, subway system last week, bro. And um, anyways, same situation. It was St. Patty's Day, mm -hmm. heavily policed down mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyways, so I'm asking around, hey, guys, can I be down here? Can I do my thing? Like, ah, I don't, we can't give you the answer. You got to go down to the main office down here. So start talking to the main guy down at the main office. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm like, bro, we're just down here to worship Jesus. We want to let him, let it loose here in the subway. And he's like, bro, 
he was like, legally, you're totally cool. He was like, but he's like, I'm Muslim, man. He's like, I don't really know if I want to let this happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, bruh, I just, the spirit of boldness just come up on me. I'm like, homie, I was like, every knee will bow, bro. Every Woo! time I invest, Jesus is Lord, dog. Like, you're going to have to let me do it. Yeah. And he just looks back at me. He's like, bro, go do whatever you want to do down wow. there. Wow. It's a story after story come like on. that, man. Now, tell me how long did you guys do it uh, until you started seeing some traction online? Like, what yeah. was that process yeah. like? So it was probably about a month and a half in. Okay. Well, how um, long have you been doing a total? Like, like so from man, the, first, mo the yeah. first day you go out? Yeah, yeah. So I've only been at it probably about uh, six to seven, maybe eight. Ha, it's so hard. So August will be a year, I think, that we put our first video out. Okay. It was probably middle of September or late September when it really started going viral. Okay, so and about things, a month. Yeah. It, it explodes mm -hmm. in a month. Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. and did you already have a little bit of a buzz on Instagram? I didn't. No. no I didn't really. I mean, I only had 7,000 followers. And again, I didn't touch my personal account for probably the last two years mm -hmm. because I was pushing this worship collective so hard. Okay. And so I had just started a new Instagram for them and was mm -hmm. pushing that really, really hard. Um, and so, yeah, then I just came back and just was trying to do both for a while. Yeah. And then about a month and a half in, this thing just started taking off. Now, when you say taking off, give me some metrics. Do you remember approximately numbers-wise? <sighs> yes. Looking at? So we started with 7,000 followers. That's kind of what I'd had on my personal account uh -huh. for years. And, um, well, we went uh, 7,000 to about 100,000 uh, before December. So it was... That's crazy. fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it was fast. Crazy, crazy. What the Lord so seven thousand to hundred thousand from August to December. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. And which which video was the first one to explode? Was it the New York City one, or was it something in no, Florida? No, it was actually just me singing. So it really wasn't a ton of movement, you know, as far as the the landscape. Mm -hmm. uh, it was this song, something about the name Jesus, Kurt Franklin. Okay. Um, and so that one kind of really popped, yeah. and then. I threw another one out the next week, and I'd already kind of been in the rhythm of posting. Like I was just posting once a week at that point, uh -huh. and um, so we just kept throwing stuff out, and it would just keep and snowballing yeah. like crazy. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people don't know this either. I want to say this one yeah. thing: I don't want to be known as the cover guy. <laughs> so, so I know I know the cover songs have like typically done well yes. online. So Fridays we put out covers. Mondays we've been putting out original nice. one and a half minute clips. Come on. And so my heart there is, you know, I don't have a local church in front of me to tell me if they're feeling the song that we're mm -hmm. writing. Mm -hmm. So I'm letting online dictate okay. what's fire and what's not. So y'all get on Mondays and check them, uh, now, <laughs> their Monday clips are out. The, are, the, are you putting any of this on Spotify as well? Man, I'm not doing any of that yet. Oh, and so I know, I know we're definitely moving towards that okay. really hard. Yeah. Because um, you could put covers on Spotify, and obviously you should put the originals yeah, on Spotify yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm in the process now of just like, I feel like because I'm not super techie, well, I felt this way. Hear, hear my heart on this. I felt because I was, uh, wasn't was super techie that I needed to come in partnership with somebody hmm. to help for the next layer. I've got like three layers of vision that I feel like the Lord's put in my heart mm -hmm. of stuff that I want to do. And right now to do what we're doing and get from city to city and fund it and all this just yeah. feels like a lot. Yeah. And so I'm like, Lord, would you send help? Mm. Somebody that could really come and play. So initially I thought the help was coming from like record labels. So we've had a ton of record labels reach out and 
offer deals and things of that nature. I feel like that I'm not supposed to take any of that. Amen. And the Lord's just like, hey, bro, I'm actually going to send you people that can work for your ministry full time. Come on. So that's really the layer that I'm, I'm really trying to figure out right now, that. the piece that I'm trying to figure yeah. out. Yeah. We could talk. Some yeah, record yeah. label stuff yeah, off, yeah. offline. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. I give you a gauge of what what yeah. what's possible and yeah, then what yeah. I'm seeing happening because yeah. um, it's 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 a wild time right now yeah, for music yeah, in general. Sure. So that's awesome. Now, uh, going back to first of all, kudos for your cover selection because yeah. that's what that's one of the things I love is that you're doing some Kirk, you're doing yeah. some Fred, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. doing obviously the main line, you yeah. know, uh, I don't know the CCM type worship stuff, contemporary worship. I don't uh, know what we'd call a it. Ton of that, though. yeah. And so I think I think <laughs> no, I think it's good. both though. Like yeah, I like some of it. Is, I, sure. I like seeing all of it. Now, yeah. go take me back to New York. Uh, you get to get an extended 30 minutes here in a subway. How did that worship night end up turning out? And it was in Times Square? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was super small. I'd literally advertised it like three days before. Mm -hmm. Wasn't a big crowd at all, but I just wanted to see, because this was like right in the middle of us climbing. Mm -hmm. We were probably around 30,000, 40,000 followers at that point. I just wanted to see what the reach could be. Sure. And there was probably 20, 25 people that showed up That's that awesome. night. And again, it was real small, real intimate, yeah. but it was it was really dope. Like the presence of the Lord was there. I yeah. feel like people were really ministered to. Yeah. So it was a fun night for That's sure. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, where else have you... I've, I've, seen, I've seen you guys in Vegas. Mm -hmm. I've obviously New York. Where, what are some other cities? Yeah. So Vegas, New York, Mardi Gras, New Orleans. Yep, Mardi Gras. Um, we we've done uh uh like knoxville tennessee that was just like a random one-off we happen to be in that area yeah are you guys um, gonna do los angeles while you're out here yeah so we came and did la for the grammys bro oh yeah I saw, okay i think i saw yeah, that one yeah. i set up in front of the staples center which this is a cool story you mind if i tell this real so quick please so anyways we're setting up in front of the staples center get a uh a, a dm from a dude uh in the pentatonics um you familiar I've with heard the, the I've heard of the Pentatonics, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an acapella group. Mm -hmm. Pretty legit in, in that space for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, so, anyways, um, he'd been sharing a lot of my stuff. Well, this was just like two weeks ago. So we're talking back and forth, and he's like, Yeah, bro. He was like, I literally sat outside the restaurant that mm -hmm. you guys were setting up by in front of the Staples Center for like 30 minutes when you guys were out here mm. at the Grammys. I had no clue that he was sitting there just chilling, but he was like, bro, like the presence of the Lord was so strong, you know, it, it literally shifted my heart, whatever. But uh, it was just a really, really special moment and just, you know, these organic things that God's doing. So we've been to L.A. Um, those are the major ones right now. We, we're still trying to... Um, to just pray and ask the Lord, like we're going down to San Francisco tomorrow nice. uh, and really believe in the Lord to do something really Come special on. there. I feel like he put that city in my heart. Um, so we're just kind of going uh, city to city with the Lord, man. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, how is everything getting funded at this point? So that's another supernatural thing, bro. So in the last season when I was doing the worship nights, the Lord really grew my faith to believe him to see miracles in people's body, physical healing. Mm -hmm. I've always ran from um, from finances. We didn't even do like offerings and stuff mm -hmm. at the worship night just because I've seen it go south. I've seen it get perverted mm -hmm. uh, in the Christian space, right? And so anyways, in this season, I felt like the Lord said, I'm really going to grow your faith in the realm of resourcing. Mm. And so it was October. Uh, I told my wife, I said, hey, babe, I'm really believing the Lord for $10,000 to come into the ministry before the end of November. Mm -hmm. 
So it was week before November started, got in a car with my friend. He's like, dude, the Lord told me to give you $10,000 and you're thinking too small. And so from there, it just like exploded. Did your friend know that or that you did? No, nah, wow. it just was like a total That God exact thing. amount. Yeah, yeah, Come on. yeah, total God thing. And so it kind of like exploded in my heart. Yeah. And uh, so, so from anyway, I- anyways, so from there, there's been like almost close to $50,000 or more come into the ministry mm. unsolicited. Come on. Uh, we hadn't asked anybody for a dime. Just people, people just started giving. Just, just yeah. started giving. Now, are they able to give? Is, is it a nonprofit? Is it, are you guys working on making it a nonprofit? Are you not sure yet? So, yeah, we're trying to figure all those back end things out. Um, like, I don't even have like a space or a donation button or anything like mm-hmm. that on what I'm doing online. They just got to track you down. Yeah, just ask me. <laughs> yeah. And it's been oh, wild. Oh, man. man. Yeah, I, I think it's all happened so quick, you yeah. know? So that's why I'm like really trying to grasp yeah. God, what do I do? When do I do sure. it? How do I do it? All yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think a nonprofit would probably be beneficial for folks that 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 can give large amounts like that yeah. that could use it as yeah, a deduction yeah. for that their taxes kind of, which I'm yeah. which I'm sure you you know you're aware of what's been the most what's been your favorite moment that's happened yeah. in doing these um i think you know i feel like being out doing what we're doing has helped me see people uh more as jesus sees them mm. and i think for me you know, when you are kind of removed in a more Christian setting or, or space, that's kind of your environment, and mm-hmm. you don't get to look at these people up close in person mm-hmm. and just really look into their eyes and see what they're carrying and what's burning on their heart and where they're at. Um, it's easy to cast the stone mm-hmm. because there's no real relationship. That's good. Um, and so I think for me, it's it's just really helped soften my heart. Yeah. Um, towards people and to to genuinely love them where they are, yeah. not condone where they are, but just love them where they are. And and the prayer is is that the seed that's deposited or planted, somebody else would come along and water or whatever. You know, we're always trying to find local churches of the cities that we're in mm-hmm. to route people back mm-hmm. to these ministries mm-hmm. to really get connected to really mm-hmm. get plugged in. That's awesome. In terms of the videos, what's been the coolest thing that you've seen in a video? <clears throat> yeah, so. What what do you mean by that? It kind of like the, like your like when you think about all the content you guys have dropped, what's been like? Oh man, this moment yeah, was yeah. it? Was it the Mardi Gras video that I played earlier? What would you say? Uh, so for me, it was a moment. Um, it was a moment actually early on in the New York subway. So this guy, um, his name's Leroy. He came up and he was just like literally nose to nose screaming in my face, just mm. going off. I think and, I saw this clip. Yeah, yeah, and so. I begin to sing, there's power in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. over him. Mm-hmm. And his whole demeanor changed. Mm. And he went from like hollering at me to sitting on the bench and just weeping. Check this out, bro. So so we went again last week and I started asking the Lord, God, I know this is crazy, but would you let me run into Leroy again? Mm. And so we're in New York last week. I'm outside in Union Square worshiping. Yeah. Lo and behold, Leroy walks up. And we have this other moment, start reminding him about um, kind of, you know, what happened four months ago. Anyways, it was just really special. And he called me later on that day. I gave him a number. I said, man, I really want to stay in contact with you. He said, so he calls me around five o'clock and he said, Ryan, 
He said, I, I don't know what I'm doing. He said, but I really do want to try to walk with this Jesus guy that you're talking about. And he said, would you please help me? I was like, bro, I'm in Florida, but I'm going to do everything I can to yeah. walk with yeah. you and to connect you to other people, yeah. other leaders, yeah. other ministries yeah. in the city. And so that's what we're trying to do. But, beautiful. you know, stuff like that, man, just stirs me up for sure. Are, are you at all familiar with uh, my brother, Pastor Mike Signorelli and V1 Church? Man, I'm not. Okay, no. I got to connect you guys. Yeah, yeah. So they pastor, he pastors a church that I think originally is like from Ohio or Idaho or something, but they planted, and, and he actually did something. He went to New York in the middle wow. of the, what was that, like big uh, hurricane, and there was yeah. flooding about 10 years wow. ago. And wow. so he planted V1 Church, and so it's the, I think a survey that John Maxwell does, the fastest growing church in America right now. That's crazy. And a lot of the the folks that um, came out of Hillsong after mm. what happened with Hillsong yeah. and some other churches ended up there and so they're they're exploding right now That's and crazy. and he's been on my channel a bunch of times wow. so I got so I got to connect you guys New York, he's in New York yeah, yeah yeah he's in New That's York dope. and he they they do a good job and wow. they you know they they flow in um great Sunday morning experiences but also in, yeah, in yeah. the prophetic and the super, yeah. supernatural and all wow. that kind of stuff so yeah if you're out there regularly yeah I got I got to connect you yeah, guys yeah it feels like New York has become like a second base for me yeah. for sure yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome um how long are you guys usually out there for these? Like, are you out there for an hour, two hours, three yeah, hours? Yeah, so we do, you know, typically like three-day runs, uh -huh. and we'll try to do three sessions in a day that are typically around a, an hour and a half to two hours. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How's that on your voice for, to go that long? You know, that's where we kind of have to play it by ear. Some yeah. Sometimes I'm able to, to execute yeah. and, and make it happen for every yeah. day. Yeah. Other times my voice goes out quicker yeah. than others, and yeah. so, yeah. I'm telling you, man, we could just have Michael trying to auto-tune on <laughs> You just turn auto tune off for that day for that bonus session, man. I'll tell you, people will be like, "Oh, you know, you might get more people to check for you." Um, oh, we I might found, just have Michael start leading. Yeah, he got a song in him. I bet. The, I, I I didn't know, and I'm sure you know this, but I didn't know that a lot of the live worship stuff ends up having auto tune on it until we bought like whatever little preset from um bethel that comes for their side really? B mixing possession i honestly didn't know bro that. and it's it's logic templates wow it's logic templates wow, that's crazy sometimes they come with stems and a lot of times the vocals have a slight pitch correction that's insane. and so there's a guy at the second mix position in our church using their templates that's changing keys on Dude, every song insane. so that the live broadcast has just enough auto tune that if someone drifts off that's out of key, crazy. they catch it. So that that that's I'm I'm not saying this as like go T pain. Yeah, I'm saying yeah, this yeah. like to, to to help you out while you're doing live because you could project a live version that that's you know a little polished. I didn't know that. if your voice is tired. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I have perfect pitch. So no, I'm just kidding. I was gonna say yo <laughs> yo, I can't tell, bro. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. That's, that's a, crazy. I didn't know that was yeah. a thing. I yeah, really yeah, def definitely a thing. Yeah, and so um and so yeah. It's just whoever's back there running logic has to change the key sure. yeah, to every single thing. A little bit, yeah. um, how big is, how much noise are you guys making when you're out there? Like, how loud is it? Um, you know, in Mardi Gras, it was like we weren't making any noise just because it was yeah. so crazy yep. out there. Yep. Kind of depends on the environment. But like every time we're in New York, I feel like people can hear us for sure. Yeah. Uh, we got just a real small, what, what would the, be the inch on that speaker? Do you know? Like an eight-inch speaker, okay. something like that. Yeah, yeah, just something real small that we carry out there with us. Yeah, that's that's so cool, man. Um, tell me how you want to see this thing scale. 
I want to hear that. And then we're going to go to our Patreon exclusive segment. So mm-hmm. like, what's your vision? Like, where do you want to see this go? Yeah. And how can people get a hold of you if they want to potentially donate? Yeah. So I think, um, I think there's, there's a couple things burning in my heart. So I feel like the next layer for me is to actually call worship nights all over the nation, but on the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we're trying to get people to come that are in the pews on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. And the end goal for me is that it would spawn or encourage activation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not that people have to have street ministries, but mm-hmm. that they would just step into doing what God's called them to do on the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like them stepping into encountering Jesus in uncommon places like Times Square or wherever, when they Mm -hmm. really sense his presence come, Mm -hmm. it would leave them inspired to say, man, if he met me there, he wants to actually meet me in my cubicle or Mm. meet me at the college campus or whatever and use me in different capacities. So that's one thing that's burning on our heart. Obviously, we would love to be a resource to the local church as well, to have worship moments in their own home or mm-hmm. at their church, or even that their their congregations would sing some of our original stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a that's a hope and a prayer as well. So the next layer and these worship nights, we want to record out there, uh, you know, songs and things of that nature, and then compile a record from that potentially. Yeah. Um, another thing that the Lord has kind of really dropped into my heart, man. As of late, and I'm just asking the Lord to do it, and I'm just—I feel like He's just started asking me to share it everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the one of the next layers is us leading worship in celebrity homes, hmm, where we're going in and we're literally just releasing the presence of God in Bieber's house or who, wherever, yeah. wherever yeah. He sends us, whoever He opens the door for. But uh, I've never been that guy to be like, man, I want to be real edgy and minister to celebrities Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But I do feel like it's something that he's just dropped on my heart recently, Mm. that it's almost like... um, that David in the courts of Saul Mm -hmm. type of paradigm where he's singing. Your gift will make room for you. Yeah, and and even just like, even, uh, you know, Saul was wrestling with the demons, mm-hmm. you know, and, and David's playing yeah. prophetically was helping clear the yep. atmosphere, so yep. to speak. And so it'd just be another form of ministry to these guys, yep. you know, in a real way. Chloe yep. Kardashian liked something that I did the mm-hmm. other day, and it just encouraged my heart. Not that Chloe liked it, but the encouragement was from the Holy Spirit, Ryan, you do not have to compromise who I am Come at all. On. It was one of the clips yes. that I was like going off speaking in tongues yeah, and everything over yeah. this dude. And she liked it. And I was just like, man, that's so dope, Lord, yeah. because man, I don't want to say, oh, the only way we're reaching Hollywood is if we kind of, you know, do the metaphorical writing or whatever. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But I really, and, and you know, God can use that too. I'm not saying that he can't. Yep. I'm just saying for me and who he's called me to be, mm-hmm. I don't have to compromise on any level and he'll still use it to touch hearts and to touch people. So yeah, yeah, that's that's super cool, man. Um, I think specifically with that, I, I would just say I think they're going to start reaching out for that. Yeah, it'd have to be relationally. Yeah, yeah they would yeah. have to ca- start calling for it. Yeah, and I feel like it's coming. That's yep. I, I've had a dream about it, mm-hmm. and different things, and so yeah. So those are the couple facets that I feel like you know, like we haven't. 
even put out music yet mm -hmm. on Spotify. Mm -hmm. On We hadn't done anything on YouTube. So these are spaces that I'm hoping to engage in mm -hmm. and really hit it hard in. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm praying that the Lord would breathe on that as well and it would scale up a little bit more as well. That's beautiful. I can see that, man. Yeah. I'm standing in agreement with you. Yeah, I definitely yeah. can see that. And I think that there is a... There's something in the air, man. Yeah, there's there's some sure. there's there's some sort of hunger awakening, yeah. revival happening, for sure, for sure. and it's it's folks I think like you going into the highways and byways of life and yeah. and being bold, courageous, yeah. you know, but not compromising I the mean, gospel. Yeah, and I and I could definitely see everything you're you're describing. Mm -hmm. Um, how can they get a hold of you if they if they want to yeah, support? Yeah, so. I'm about as unofficial as you can possibly be, bro. And this is why I'm, I, I am earnestly trying to build structure. But the best way right now is just on Instagram. Okay. Um, and hopefully in the next several months, I mean, we're having some interviews when I get back in town with like, um, like a like an assistant of sorts that can really just kind of help round things out there and get go. things kind of on a, on a better playing field yeah. business-wise and things of that nature. Yeah, That's beautiful. So. Um, guys, we're going to go over to our Patreon exclusive segment. I got a couple more questions. I want to specifically talk about is worship, this accusation, I think is a goofy accusation, like is worship emotional manipulation? Mm. You know, I, I hear that a lot. And I heard something said about that a long time ago, which is, hey, if you enjoyed this video and you want to see the full extended version of this podcast, be sure to sign up for our Patreon community for only five a month. It'll really help us continue contextualizing the gospel using YouTube, media, and podcasting. And in exchange, you will get full unedited versions of the podcast, of our daily after-party streams, a discount for our merch store, and exclusive access to our private Discord server. It's only $5 a month. The link for Patreon is in the description of this video, as well as the pinned comment below. Again, hit the link in the description, sign up now, and I'll see you over there, all right? Peace.